From the Power Business Technology Toshiba Studios. KHTKAM Sacramento. KYMX HD2 Sacramento. Sacramento's official home for the San Francisco 49ers. Touchdown! San Francisco! Settown Sports. The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No, he didn't! Yes, he did! Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. As Johnson defensively turns him twice. Deacon gets to the free throw line. Balls poked away. Blindside pick. Another turnover. Spurs on the run. Champagne sets up the alley oop. Easy spike. Thrown down by Wembanyama. He has eight points. And the Kings trail by 12 for a second time in this first quarter. It's 17 to 5. That was the G-Man on the first time the Kings and Spurs battled. That was in San Antonio. Kings have come back to win that game. Spurs in town tonight. To start the post All Star break portion of the schedule, and that means the first visit to Sacramento for Victor Wembanyama and those San Antonio Spurs. But let's learn a little bit more about how it's gone this year. We know the schedule or the record has been tough for the Spurs, but the future certainly does look bright with Victor Wembanyama, their longtime radio voice. Bill Shoning joining me, Jason Ross, here on the show this morning. Bill, how are you? Very good, Jason. Good to be with you. I see you all the time. Uh, I follow you, of course. Uh, you're doing a good job still at Sac State, right? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. My son Carl wanted me to say hello to you because you guys went head-to-head in a playoff game a couple of years ago, and uh, he still does the football for University of Incarnate Word down in San Antonio. Yeah, that was one of the all-time classic games. Car- that Incarnate Word won that in, I believe it was like 66-63 in a game that Crazy. was never yeah. going to end. But yeah, so he's well. <laughs> Everybody, everything good with him? Yep, yep, he's doing UTSA basketball now with uh, former Spur Devin Brown. You might remember oh, wow. Devin. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, tell us about the season. Obviously, nobody's loving 11-44, and 44, especially where San Antonio has been. You've called championships and, and had parades and all that, but uh, <laughs> you kind of have to go through this a little bit when you're going through this transformation. But what's what's been good about what, what you've seen this season? And I'm sure it starts with Victor Webanyama. Yeah, that's number one, right? Number one, he wears number one, and that's the number one bright spot for the season for sure. And it's taken a while. In fact, uh, Sean Elliott had a visit with uh, one of the French coaches, and he said, you know, I've been following Victor's whole career, and every time he's played on a new team, it has taken a while for that team to adjust to him because he's so different. And it's certainly taken a while for this team to adjust to Victor's skills. But, uh, you know, he has really put together a very nice season for a rookie. He just turned 20 in January. Mm. He's averaging 20 and 10. He leads the league in blocks with over three blocks per game. Uh, but more than that, he's doing in a really uh, limited amount of minutes. He had a bad ankle uh, sprain uh, back in December, so they really kept a close watch uh, on his minutes since then. So he's doing this really in kind of a limited minute type thing. Uh, so once he starts to, you know, play more minutes, and get up to 35 minutes a game, I think his numbers will be even better. I know uh, for you firsthand to see legends of the game like David Robinson and Tim Duncan uh, to even do any kind of comp. Kings were asked about Victor Webb and Yama, like, no, nah, he's kind of one of one. Do, yes. is, is he one of one for you? 
Yes, I don't think it's fair really to compare players uh, from different eras or different teams uh, and certainly different skill sets. And he's very, very unique. He's very different. You know, I don't think you can compare him. I've heard the comparison to Ralph Sampson, which Mm. I think might be fair because Ralph could step outside and shoot it and did some uh, different things, had some very unique skills for a guy at 7'4". So I think that might be a fair comparison. But uh, really, he's a little different than anybody we've seen. You know, with this eight-feet wingspan, Jason, he takes up so much space defensively. Uh, He had a dominant game against Toronto the yeah. second game before uh, the All-Star break uh, where he had 10 block shots. And uh, I get to sit courtside at Toronto. You know, a lot of these places when we're calling games, you know, Jason, we're upstairs. And you really can't see the intimidation factor sometimes when you're upstairs. But I can see players for Toronto literally when they pull up for a jumper kind of looking around like, where is he? You know, am I going to get this thing swatted in the second row? So I think there is a, a mindset there where, you know, he's got that length and he can take up so much ground in a quick amount of time that players are conscious of where he is on the floor. I know you know this too, Bill. The league is kind of transformed. It's less about positions. But as he grows, as he continues to develop, where do you see – how do you think Pop would want to best utilize him? Maybe we're talking year four, year five, when you really look at his game, what do you think he will be defined as offensively? You know, he's so so young still, but he's still very skilled. And I can see him developing some shots where, uh, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to teach him a sky hook, but can you imagine oh. if he could do something similar with Kareem? I mean, there's no way to stop it, right? Uh, but he's got a nice turnaround jumper. He's got a nice touch on his shot. Uh, but obviously, you know, he can work around the basket a little bit more. Uh, he probably would, would admit that he needs to get a little bit stronger. You know, he goes up against guys like Joel Embiid, who's 285 pounds. You know, there's a 50-pound difference there. So th- there's a big difference in a of course, he's still young and has time uh, to put on some of that weight, but uh, he's very different. I mean, obviously, I guess he'll be a center. I guess he'll be a five, but he'll be a very unique five and that he'll play all over the floor. Yeah. Is he still growing, too? I mean, if, at the age, he still yeah. might be, right? Well, seven, three and a half is what they've got him listed at right now. He just turned 20 in January, so I would imagine they'll measure him again at some point. But uh, it's not just his height. Like I said, it's his length. It's his, it's his wingspan that really kind of sets him apart. So it's not only Victor Webinyama. Obviously, there's excitement with him, and there should be. I mean, it seems like a one-of-a-one, a a generational-type player. But whether it's Vassell or Johnson or, uh, you know, other options you guys have, what other things should Kings fans be watching for tonight? couple of players to really watch. One is Devin Vassell, who obviously has uh, really come on this year. He's averaging 19 a game. Uh, he's the second leading scorer. Uh, and I think that he's a player that certainly would be a big part of the future uh, moving forward. Uh, the Spurs also have a very interesting player named Jeremy Sohan. He's yeah. a second-year player from Baylor. Uh, he's a very unique story, Jason. Uh, his mother is from Poland and his father is from Britain. So he speaks with his Cockney accent, uh, but he's a member of the Polish national team. He always dyes his hair different colors. Mm-hmm. He's a very unique kind of guy, uh, but he's a really good athlete still learning how to play uh, the game but he's averaging you know about 12 and 6 a game uh, plays very good defense he had an extent ex- a very very excellent defensive game against uh, Scotty Barnes from Toronto that night we were talking about Wembenyama having 10 blocks but uh, you know Scotty's an all-star and he held Scotty Barnes at 3 of 15 from the floor that night uh, so you know we see uh, how he can be a good defensive player uh, and he's really plugged in on the defensive side but again very young he's only 20 years of age so uh, they've got some good young talent uh, to build around Wembenyama 
and they've also got a lot of flexibility. They've got a lot of draft picks in the future drafts. Uh, they've got some salary cap space. So uh, I would imagine they're going to be very active in the offseason trying to get a couple of veteran players and some outside shooting. The, the, the team is dead last right now in three-point shooting. So they need some outside shooters uh, to help Victor and uh, give him a little bit more space. So sometimes when you get to the lottery, you, you stay there for a while. Kings fans know that. But this sounds like it could be a, a relative – I say quick, but um, if things are done right in the offseason – uh, Victor continues to uh, expand his game. You guys could be a, a playoff team fairly soon, don't you think? Well, I think it all depends on how they build around him. I think that, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to be patient and not, you know, skip any steps. Pop's always talking about skip any steps. Uh, but I really liked uh, a quote that I heard from Victor over the weekend during the All-Star festivities. And by the way, the NBA paraded him all over the place. Mm-hmm. They were they're really kind of shoving him out in front of the cameras and, and making him the future face of the league, I think. But one of the things he said is, uh, I've always been told not to skip any steps, but it didn't say don't run up the stairs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, clearly this is a guy that has – an idea of what the future is going to be. And I think he wants to accelerate the process. Uh, he's not used to losing, of course. So uh, I, I know that uh, he feels like the future is very, very bright in San Antonio. Uh, and some of these young guys are going to come along with him, but they're probably going to make some moves uh, during the off season to address some of these needs. Talk with Spurs radio voice, Bill Shoning. Bill, how is pop? I mean, he the, obviously the winningest coach. He's done a ton of winning. He's got championships. He's got a, all the accolades. People think so highly of him. How's he kind of going through this transformation uh, these transformation years? You know, it's amazing. He still has a passion for the game. He still has a passion for teaching. Uh, he spends a lot of time at the gym with these young guys. Uh, you know, Jason, I don't know about you, but if if I was in my mid-70s, had money in the bank, I, I might uh, chill. Yeah. I, I might, uh, you know, hang out in San Francisco and drink some wine. <laughs> uh, but, Pop's, uh, but Pop's in there getting his nose dirty. You know, he's he's going through sliding drills, and, and he's working with these guys, trying to make these guys from the ground up a better basketball team. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a challenge uh, for any coach, really. Uh, but uh, you know, for for a guy that's been around as long as Pop has uh, to, you know, get in there with these young guys and uh, really work on fundamentals and things like that, uh, that, uh, you know, some guys come to the NBA, they don't have those skills, uh, especially guys that only had maybe one year of college. So uh, it certainly is a, a, um, a work of love, a labor of love for Pop, but uh, he loves being around these guys, and uh, that's quite apparent. Bill, I'd love to get your opinion on the West. Obviously, it's 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 tough this year. We we've documented here the Kings have the same record they did at this time a year ago. Last year at this time they were third. Now they're in eighth. It shows just how difficult it is. And even talent like Victor Wembanyama at the bottom, that you know the Spurs could beat anybody on any night. But what do you think of the West overall? And and kind of just your you see all these teams. What's your opinion on the Kings? I like the Kings a lot. You know, obviously, I I think that they've got to. Um, you know, they're not playing as well offensively, it seems like to me, Jason, as they were last year. Uh, their offensive numbers are, aren't quite as uh, what they were. And I know there's an, an effort, and I know Mike Brown very well. Of course, he was a system yeah. with us and won a championship uh, with the Spurs. And I know that he's always going to emphasize defense. Uh, and uh, and he feels, and I've heard him, you know, I've heard quotes from him saying that uh, the Kings will only go as far in the playoffs as their defense takes them. Uh, but there's a mix there, obviously. You've got to be able to outscore people, too. Uh, and in the league, it's tough. You know, let's be honest. Uh, uh, the league is set up right now where it's tough for defenders to stop guys they, they allow carrying the basketball more uh, they allow uh, you know guys to do it up fake and create contact and they end up going to the free throw line so uh, being a defender in the NBA is tough these days but uh, I think as far as the Kings are concerned I really like the team I like I think they're well coached uh, it's just a matter of them getting into a, a positive groove and getting back in because I think I'm with you I think it's kind of wide open in the west I think that uh, there could very well be some upsets come playoff time yeah, it's going to be fun to see this push here at the end. I know a lot of people are excited to see 
Victor and the Spurs tonight. Bill, uh, we look forward to seeing you out there. Always appreciate you joining us. We'll say hi out there. Say hi to Carl, too, next time you see him. I will do, Jason. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on. All right, appreciate it. That is uh, Bill Schoening, radio voice of the San Antonio Spurs. He'll be on the call tonight. Of course, the G-Man will be on the call tonight right here on Sacktown Sports. All right, still to come, more on this game. What are the Kings saying about Victor Wembanyama? Yeah, he truly is one of one. We'll get some of their reaction to their matchup tonight. That is next. Carmichael Dave. He has very good sources, and he, he just kind of tells it as it is and gets to the point. Jason Ross. He has a lot of pretty smart things to, to say. He's good at what he does. On Sacktown Sports. Thanks to Bill Schoening, all our guests today, Sean Cunningham, Sam Amick, Kelly Brothers, all of you that have been listening, watching. Uh, congrats to Jess, by the way. Jess came through as the big winner. She was on a quest, and it happened. She asked for the lucky number, or asked her for the lucky number. She said it's going to be seven. It's my day. She won. She won tickets to see Hannibal Burris. Chris, was she thrilled on that on the other end? You had it. Oh she, yeah, she was. She was fi- fired up. She was fired up. I'm freaking jacked. She's jacked. <laughs> Jess, fill out your paperwork. I just sent it to you. Oh, Simone's on it. Jess, we're gonna get you to the show early. Woo! Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Congrats. I'm happy she won. She's fired up. She won. Uh good for her. Uh we'll have one more pair of tickets tomorrow. So another opportunity. Sorry, Jess, can't win those. You got today's. Um, again, thanks to all of our guests uh, that have joined us. Again, we say it all the time, but anything you ever miss on the show, just you really don't have to miss a thing because you can go back uh, once the show is podcast. You can check it out and listen to any element, all the elements, the entirety of the show on your time whenever you'd like. So we appreciate all of you out there. Kings basketball tonight, Kings and Spurs. Uh, again, there's still a question about whether or not DeMontis Sabonis will be able to play. That is a concern. He has been a monster for the Kings, he's been a bit under the weather since returning from the All-Star break. Um, but the rest of the Kings should be ready to go. But what are the obstacles? What are the chances of uh, in the look of playing the Spurs? Let's hear from some of the guys. First, uh, Malik Monk on San Antonio. Uh, a, a crazy young team, unpredictable, um, with a, really, really, a lot of really good players, man. A lot of young players that can go get it, um, play well together. And they coach by Pop, too, so you know they'll be ready. But... Um, I think we'll be ready to. Yeah, again, I played the highlight earlier. Like, the Kings got down big in San Antonio. They came back and won. And then, really, I was impressed the Spurs, kind of that second comeback. After the Kings established kind of the the terms of the game in that game in San Antonio, San Antonio came right back and really pushed the Kings all the way to the end. So it was a challenge in the first matchup. They only have 11 wins. We know better. You can't worry about just that stat. Uh, how about Harrison Barnes on the Spurs? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Wimby, great young player. Um you know, they play extremely hard. Thinking back to the you know the first time we saw them uh, in San Antonio, you know they played with a lot of energy. Then we got down a little bit early, so I think for us, uh, taking care of the basketball and finishing possessions will be big uh, with the challenges that they present. Yeah, and then also want to see the things that have been worked on. That Coach Brown said, look, they've made point of emphasis three point defense. They've been dead last in that. Uh, Bill Shoney just told us the Spurs are the worst three point shooting team. And I do remember the last time that they played, that stat was still kind of intact. San Antonio wasn't a very good three-point shooting team. And guess what happened that night? Um, you you got to let them, you know, you try to play to your strengths and their weaknesses. And the Spurs were not a good three-point shooting team. I'm going to go back to see. I know they got off to a hot start. Yeah, Spurs hit 15 of 36 of that night. 40, that's 42%, but a bunch of them early and established a lead. And the Kings were, 
were trying to catch up. It took a 43-point effort from Fox, 27 from Sabonis, 20 off the bench from Monk. Nobody else was in double figures in that win. It was 129-20, 120. The Spurs had a big night from Zach Collins. He had 28. Wemby had 27 with nine boards, uh, 21 for Keldon Johnson, and then uh, you know a group that was trying to get it done all the way through. But the Kings won that game 129-120. But when you're thinking San Antonio, the name you are talking about is Victor Webanyama. I mean, truly a unique physical specimen, right? Just the metrics, the numbers, the height, the wingspan, uh, the problem. Like there was a shot in the game. I want to say it might have been Davion or somebody took a jumper with what appeared to be so much space, like a normal, comfortable enough space to get the shot off. And Webanyama's closeout or just extension of his arm and length block the shot. And you just go, man, you that's someone you have to think differently of when you challenge him, when you attack him. Uh, Malik Monk was asked about Victor Webanyama. No, yeah, it's just crazy to watch, man. It's fun. It's fun to watch. Um, going against him, um, seeing it on TV, Instagram, it's, 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 it's fun to see how big he is um, and how freely he moves. So, yeah, man, um, hats off to Victor. Yeah, again, a special type of athlete i i think in the past we've seen really really tall players i mean we're going back 20 30 years when sometimes you were literally just looking for size and they a lot of times those guys just couldn't move and in the present day nba with so much floor spacing so much athletic athletic ability out there and, and speed you have to be able to move well webanyama can move he can handle the ball um he obviously is a defensive presence and he can score. I mean, he's he's very dangerous. Let's hear Harrison Barnes talk about Victor. No, I mean, I think he's I think he's he's a he's a one on one player. I don't think there's a specific player you say, oh, we've we've seen this before, and, and this guy or that guy. I think he's a he's a mix of a, a bunch of different people. But at the end of the day, like I said, he's a young player. He's still developing into who he is. I think he'll continue to kind of navigate his own lane. Yeah, and I think comparisons are generally are unfair. It's always been done. I don't always like them. I you know draft time, they'll be like, oh, this player is like a left-handed version of this guy or um, a younger version of this guy. Just let them become their own player, and Victor Webanyama clearly is um, unique. Again, like we said, right now some of his averages, what he's doing at 20 points per game, shoots it well at the foul line, 10 boards, 3 assists, 3 blocks, a steal. Uh, field goal percentage is good. And it's just going to get better when he's more and more comfortable. You start to look at what he's done lately, like his last five. He's got a 26-9. and nine. He had that triple-double game uh, with blocks with 27-14 and 10 blocks. Um, he had another double-double recently against Miami. Just so many good things he is doing at such a young age and such a bright future ahead. Uh, lastly, let's hear Mike Brown talk about what they're going to be looking at today with Victor Webanyama. I mean, everybody knows he's a great shot blocker. And, you know, what we like to do anyway, we like to touch the paint and spray. And uh, so, you know, if Victor's coming, I think it just has to be a, a feel. We've talked about it. We've shown it. We've already played him once. If he's coming and you don't think you have an advantage, and spray the ball and go from what may be a good shot to a great shot. You know, so I, I don't think it's anything tricky uh or that's that's hard to grasp um you just got to respect his ability to to be able to block shots and know when to get off it yeah so victor webinyama will will truly be um something of a spectacle for those to watch and 
I think about a couple different times being out there at the arena early, courtside, watching. You know, there's there's some things people come to see, really. Like when LeBron's there, people just want to see him as one of the game's all-time greats. When Steph goes through his shooting routine, uh, there's been a couple other games that have stood out to me being down on the court before the game when you see a guy like Joel Embiid, just how massive he is, Nikola Jokic. But here's Victor Webinyama. I still go back to the All-Star weekend. Bill Schoening was talking about him how the league was basically parading him around for everyone to see, and he's going to be an all-star here soon as a regular. But uh, when he was kind of around the TNT set, and you saw him around uh, Kenny and Charles, just you know, a mountain of a man above them. And then when he, you know, Shaq stood up, and you're like, wow, he's considerably taller than Shaq. It's just, it's just amazing. And as he continues to get his NBA strength and his grown man body, um, he's going to be so lethal now you see why teams were attempting to quote unquote tank to try to win the lottery to try to be in this advantageous position that the San Antonio Spurs are in I think it's a large part of what Bill had said earlier in our last segment the voice of the Spurs why Pop is still coaching because I mean he's got all the accolades he doesn't need to get any more wins Pop is um, going to be considered one of the greatest NBA coaches of all time and what else does he need to prove? But I think he loves to do it, obviously. And now he's got a new opportunity with a guy that, you know, can help the Spurs get back to a spot they were once in, a dynasty. And, you know, it's going to take more than him. But for Popovich to have gone past all the other coaches in the all-time win list and now creating separation, even with a tough season with just 11 wins, he's still doing it. And he's still sees what that ultimate future could be. I mean, let me see where Popovich's uh, distance. Yeah, he's got about a 40-game lead on Don Nelson and Lenny Wilkins. And the next active coach with the most wins is actually Doc Rivers, who's at an even 1,100. So Doc's about a little less than 300 behind Pop. But if the Spurs kind of get through this year, Use their cap space, their draft picks, draft well in the lottery, and you're going to have free agents that are going to want to go play with Victor Wembanyama. I think there's he's a unique talent, a special talent, and they see some future winning going on there. So San Antonio's in a pretty good position. I know we've referenced teams that are in good positions with draft assets going forward, like Utah and OKC, and we're going to see a changing of the guard at some point here in the Western Conference. I mean, you've got aging teams like the Clippers, the Suns to some extent, the Lakers, the Warriors, and, you know, they're going to try. That's why they're all maximizing what they've got now. But OKC, Utah, uh, the Spurs, and the Kings are hoping as they're kind of well-designed to go forward here and, and make some pivots if they need be. Their their peak players are still in their, you know, mid, mid-20s and younger. So Sacramento's in a good position, but that starts really tonight as far as this push, this second-half push. Like we talked with Sam Amick, like we talked with Sean Cunningham. Expectations to try to get into that top six. Certainly, if you could chase top four, that would be ideal. But if you can't, get out of that play-in scenario, which they're in right now. And uh, we'll tell you what's coming up tonight in the NBA because there are some opportunities if the Kings can take care of their own business with the Spurs, they could get a little boost in the standings with some help from those around them. So tonight becomes kind of that game that, They've got to be locked in. Could be an issue if they don't have Sabonis because how good has he been? My gosh. I mean, again, it's a crime. We talked about it yesterday about not being at the All-Star game 
yet being in the front runner, or one of the front runners for the MVP conversation. I think he's in the latest in a lot of polls. You see him around fifth or sixth. That's how well he's played, yet he hasn't been able to get that national recognition. All right, still to come, celebrity birthdays. We'll have crosstalk with Styles and Watkins. But up next, what to watch tonight? We got a new season starting. Baseball is here with spring training and a jam-packed night of NBA games. We'll go over those, including the Spurs and the Kings. But what the Kings need to watch in the standings tonight, we'll tell you about that next. Reggie Jackson will put the ball in play. Ball fakes to the left, inbounds pass to Holiday. Back to Jackson. Rocket pick by Fox. Breakaway coming up. De'Aaron spikes it with the left-hand rip. And the Kings have scored nine straight. Here come the Nuggets right back. A run to the rim. Shot missed by Holiday. Rebound Sabonis. Gives it up to Malik Monk. A minute ten to go in this one. Sacramento leading 98-93. Now they space the floor. Spread things out now. Try to milk a little bit of clock. We hit the one-minute mark. It's Fox into the paint. Circles to the left. Goes high glass. He's scores again and the kings have hit the century mark and they lead by seven with 58.7 seconds to go denver takes another timeout. fourth quarter fox has come to life in colorado with eight straight sacramento points it's 100 to 93 uh that was a great game close out the first half of the uh, schedule the first portion before the all-star break De'Aaron fox Scored the game's final 10 in Denver, and now they are back at it tonight at home against the San Antonio Spurs. Back here on the show, Jason Ross, Christopher Ludd. Carmichael Dave is off. He'll be back with us after the family vacation uh, next week in studio here. Uh, the Kings, though, back at it. I'm, I'm glad. I missed the NBA. I missed the, the action, and now we, now we really get the sprint. Now this is, the, the to me, the fun part of the season. I always say this, enjoy the ride and part of that ride is the frustration, is the games that you can't believe they lose when Dave comes in here all doom and gloom. Um, but you have to go through that to enjoy the wins like they did, maybe the unexpected wins against Denver. Uh, the last second shot or the closing second shot win against the Golden State Warriors, the night where Keegan goes for 47. Um, Sabonis and his triple doubles. Um, you know, it, it's all part of the entirety. I mean, it's never always going to be always clean. And um, I find that interesting when, you know, the Kings will have a game where they actually play well and someone will go, yeah, but imagine if Barnes was good tonight or if Monk was also good. It's really difficult to get every single player having, Read the room, dude. having an amazing night. But when they have three, four, five players playing well, especially with if it's Fox and Sabonis, mix in Monk, uh, Barnes, Herder, Murray, whoever it might be, Lyles, that's when you get the Sacramento Kings playing at a at a pretty elite level. And so they've shown us that ability. They've shown us the other way as well. And so now what will they decide the team they're going to look like? I think for the better part here, they have been better. Um, not like this most dominant, amazing sense, but I'm looking back here to a, for the last month or so. So if we go... About a month ago today, yeah, it was a month ago today the Kings were hosting Atlanta. They came into that game 23 and 18. So since then, they've gone eight and five. That's not, you know, out of this world, but if they do that the rest of the way, that'd be 16 and 10 with two extra games to go. Let's say they split those 17 and 11. 
Is that a fair projection? If they go 17 and 11 the rest of the way, that gets them to the exact same number of wins as last year. It was 48. Now, 48 is not going to be the three seed. The question is, where would that place them if they get to 48? 49 is going to jump them probably a number 50. I mean, we're going to be talking about standings watch, tiebreakers. I remember last year, as far as the things that helped the Kings, their own health, other teams' injuries. But honestly, a lot of the nights when they didn't play, just watching critical losses across the league would help them considerably. And so tonight, it kind of begins that process. First and foremost, take care of their own business. The Spurs in town at the Kings. Kings need to win that game. We know where the Kings begin the night in the standings, currently in eighth. But this can move because the Kings are just a half game back of the Dallas Mavericks. So let's check in on the Mavericks. The Mavericks are hosting the Phoenix Suns. This is a tough one. Because when you're a Kings fan, you go, can they both lose? I'm more concerned about Phoenix than I am Dallas. I don't know how you guys feel about that. The Kings still play Dallas two more times. They do have one more matchup with the Suns. But I think I would prefer, honestly, Dallas to win, believe it or not. You got sausage arms and cankles. Yeah, go, Luca, go. Um, If Dallas won, yeah, the Kings couldn't leapfrog them. But Phoenix would get a loss, and that would pull you a little bit closer to Phoenix. You'd actually be in this in the same spot in the loss column with the Phoenix Suns. So I could I could see the argument either way. If you want the Mavs to lose and the Kings to win and the Kings move to seventh, no issue with that. But I think if I'm picking tonight, I would rather have the Mavericks beat the Suns. Plus, that's the Mavericks at home. Um, a Suns road win just it's just all that looks a little bit better for Phoenix. The next one to keep our eye on, this would be more of an upset, the Rockets at the Pelicans. Well, that's an easy one who you root for. The Rockets are behind the Kings and considerably behind the Kings, and they have started to fall. They've not only fallen from that top six to that play-in group to out of the play-in group to a spot out of the play, two spots out. They're 24-30, and 30, currently in 12th. And I think they've got some things to build upon, but it's not going to happen this year likely for the Rockets. So uh, you want the Rockets to upset the Pelicans in New Orleans. Not sure that's going to happen. New Orleans has won three straight. I still think that's a sleeper team that not enough people have been talking about. Uh, but there they are at uh, 33 and 22. The next one to keep our eye on is the Clippers at the Thunder. Now both those teams are above the Sacramento Kings. One's going to win, obviously. One's going to lose. I don't know what the preference is. I am more fearful of the Clippers over the Thunder. I wouldn't even mind the Clippers just kind of running away and, and, you know, kind of getting to a spot where the Kings can't catch them. So to me, I would prefer the Clippers to win. That would be a road win. I'd like to drop the Thunder down. I think that's a team more likely that the Kings could catch. They've got the tiebreaker on them right now. They still play them one more time. They need to win that one to get the tiebreaker officially. But I will root for the Clippers over the Thunder tonight. And the last one is also a tough one. It's two teams right behind the Kings. I, I would say behind the Kings. The Lakers at the Warriors. Mm, gross. I'm with you, Chris. Neither one. Can we officially get both teams a loss? Look, I found the place your life is going. In the garbage. <laughs> oh, I thought it was trash. In the garbage. Um, someone's going to get their 27th loss. The Warriors are behind in games played. Remember, they had the team tragedy where they missed a couple of games. They're going to have to make those up here. Um, I, I think in this one, when the Lakers don't have LeBron... 
it it would be a really bad loss for the Warriors, so probably root for the Warriors to lose. Um, the Kings still face the Lakers twice. They're done with the Warriors. I like it when you have your your chance, your path to dictate it. So I I'll probably root for the Lakers in this one. And saying root is is very uh, casually said there. I'm not openly rooting for the Lakers in this one. You just mm-hmm. yeah, as my LA spy tendencies show up. Well, who do you want to win that game? I don't care. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but kind of that's what to watch for tonight. Some other games in the NBA of intrigue besides that um, in the West. Uh, the Magic and Cavs should be a good one. And you also have the Knicks and the Sixers. Um, I think we'll have some intrigue there as well. So uh, the league is back tonight. A lot of teams in action. I didn't mention the Wizards at the Nuggets. I guess technically the Nuggets could lose that one. But um, what is the point spread? Even? Wow, 15 and a half. I think Vegas doesn't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen. And I expect Denver to be back in the win column and picking up a W there. Also today, what to watch for the first time, we have baseball. For those of you interested, maybe not uh, spring training, but it does start. Spring training has the Dodgers and the Padres. Dodgers made it official. No Shohei Otani in this one. They're kind of protecting him. He's going to be up for about 50 preseason spring training at bats. So uh, not going today as the Dodgers and Padres will open up the Major League Baseball regular season in just about a month. So we're not far away from that. We're also not far away from crosstalk with Styles and Watkins. When we come back, we will have that. We also will have another edition of Celebrity Birthdays, figure out what's coming up on the show and more. That is all straight ahead here on Sacktown Sports. It's time for the news of the day. The latest headlines, the biggest stories, hard-hitting analysis. Yeah, this is none of those things. And now, here's Carmichael Dave and Jason Ross. Yeah. 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 Alan's ready. Yeah. 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 What's up, guys? Yeah. What's up? What's up? Ready for Kings basketball tonight? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since we've been back at Golden 1. I know. It feels like it's been... Well, because we were in in Vegas, too. So we missed missed that last week. Game was that Denver? Denver, Denver at yeah. Home. yeah, yeah, and that was just a one or maybe one or two stopover, and then yeah, but they've been they've been on the road a while, and obviously the break and Victor in the house. That's right. After he dodged Ooh. us from Wimbledon, the California yeah, yeah. Classic, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and during your show today, guys, yeah, you were going to get to watch baseball if you'd like. That's right. Yeah, That's no right. Shohei though. Yeah, if you like, if you like, if you'd like, well, you I might do as well like have something on. Yeah. I do yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, it's better than firing up the. Third, the third run of Pat McAfee. Yeah, <laughs> that's our normal exactly. watching things. So. Um, yeah, did you say you're going to spring training? Yes, yes, and yes. a golf trip too. Golf trip, yeah, early March, and then we're headed, we're headed to spring training to see the Gigantes, the Giants. Yeah, I think uh, spring training is fun. I think you have to make it a trip though, like with whatever you know, do golf as well. Yes, it can't be the main course. Yeah. Right. Just going there. I mean, you're going hopefully for good weather, mm-hmm. good times with people, mm-hmm. golf, food, entertainment, whatever it might be. That's right. Yeah. Is it all centralized? I've never been out there. Is it like all, like, I know there's a couple different parks out there, but is it it's all, all for the most part, it's, it's all pretty close. Yeah, yeah they're dry. Know? I mean, they're not like, hey, you I can walk, walk to this. Yeah, it's yeah. not pinging Amongst around, the, but, yeah. you know, some have different venues at their own. Like, there's the stadium. Mm. Right. But then you might see a practice field and a couple other things mm. going on. But And the best part, the best part of it is, you know, depending on 
how, how you look, right? Because everybody is close by. You go out later in the evening, and you know some. A lot of players are out and about. Mm, so if so someone like asks, summer league, if someone sense, asks yeah. you, hey, right? But for me, right, it's more realistic. Right. Someone asks you, hey, do you play? Yeah. Do, you, do you play for a team? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Do you have a storyline? Do you have a backdrop? What you're going I, with? I don't. My buddy is way better at this. He had it all set up. I, I used to play at Stanford, and then I got signed. He had the whole thing set yeah. up. That that seems a little bit too diabolical for me. So I just I just go with what feels right at the time. <laughs> I can picture you now coming up with one. I know you were right on the spot. Yeah. I mean, you already have pretty much like seventy five percent of the story. Yeah, you don't really yeah. have to lie that. What was much. that? Yeah, no, I play for the River Cats. You, you, yeah. yeah, I'm in Sac. Mm-hmm. No, just say I'm in Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in Sacramento right now. Yeah. But uh, we we might move. For work. We might, we yeah, might yeah. move to, to Des Moines. We yeah. got other places to go. Just doing some training. <laughs> yeah. Right. Spring. Right. I never said. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing the, the training in the spring, right? Yeah. It's, right. It's all, it all lines up. It's a lower level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're golfing as well in this That's trip. right. That's fun. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you uh, went out and played golf? Man, it might have been it might have been when I was in Oregon, right? Or was that I don't I can't remember if that was before or after when Chris and I went. Yeah. But Chris and I went not too not too long ago or a couple Feels months like ago a now. Long time yeah, ago. a couple months ago now. We've been doing this for almost five months, so that was probably three months ago. It's coming up on golf yeah. time, though, I think. That's right, yes. and I missed it last year because of the Achilles. So I'm, Oh, that's right. I'm ready to go. The rehab, the recovery's good. Yes, yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm okay. ready to go. I was squatting yesterday. So. Oh, well, oh. Okay. <laughs> Leg day. Just in case you were wondering. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> Who do you think's the best golfer here in the building? That's a great Not question. in the building. We'll say Sacktown Sports production. Um, you would probably know. have the best idea of it, I would assume. I don't know. Have I don't you know. seen What's Draper your... play? I've played with him once. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I imagine he's Dave good. play. Yes, I've played with him. Who's yeah. better? Uh Dave or Draper? Um I think Draper. Okay, so I Dave's out. Think. Yeah. Have you played with Whitey? Um I've been in we had a tournament years ago at the station, so mm-hmm. I, he was there. I wasn't in his mm-hmm. group. I have not. Whitey's pretty good at a lot of things. Right. When it, Doug I, was here, it was probably Doug. Doug. Oh, I mean, I saw him play once and it was that was with me, it right? Was, yeah, it was it was pretty enlightening. I think it's between the three of you, Draper, you, and Whitey. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Um, yeah, Doug was unfair. It was cheat code. Like, it yeah. was really, like, uh, that's when I learned, like, oh, yeah, he's he's a professional athlete. Like, there's there's levels to this thing. There was the reminder. I do literally remember this being at, you know, here at the station when the Tahoe was going on. It was, I think, maybe the first time that Jerry Rice went there, and it was actually fun. I'm like, okay, golf's hard. Right. And Jerry, this is like the world-class athlete, and like he was hitting grounders. I'm like, <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, not really laughing. We're like, wow, it's humbling, huh? Yeah. The <laughs> next year he came back, he had the bug. I'm like, okay, this is not fair anymore because he is he legitimately just great. Really? Yeah, right. Bobby Jackson was that way. Doug, yeah. I mean, Doug hadn't really played golf, and then he gets a few lessons, trains, and you're like, he okay, killed that like, ball. I mean, what's happening here? Yeah. I'm talking like 320. Yeah. Like Easy. It was, it was Effortless. Done. Malik yeah. Monk said he's working to be a part of Tahoe. Do we know how far away he is? He just started know. playing, I think, last summer. Okay, I so think, we're, yeah. well, again, we're professional probably athletes. We're a year so or two away. Two, yeah. two years away. Something you know who like probably that. won't talk it up, but probably could, is Keegan. Keegan. I think Keegan's no, good. Keegan, I think, is like in the 70s. Yeah. I think yeah. he could probably shoot yeah. like an easy 80. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. okay. We, we got we got goals. Yeah, we goals. we have goals and look. the game of. <laughs> 
off. And we get it. We get it going. I've 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 been a part. What we can do to to get the listeners in this, we do a a contest, right? And you can play with the hosts. I've done that before. Yeah. Well, I didn't get to play. <laughs> other hosts did. Yes. You set it, it up for other play. people. <laughs> I okay. set it up for other other people. I was on air and they were talking about it, but I couldn't go. It's too bad. Like we'll have to have a day where like the our show plays against with your not against or with your right. show. Right. We yeah. can do yeah in the summer because it stays right light late. so late. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, after ours, just we'll, we'll see you out there. Absolutely. Scramble. Absolutely. What's coming up on the show today? King's Roundtable yep, with nice. just Frankie. Brendan yeah. is under the weather. Frankie uh, Cardicelli is, is he going. Sabonis? I think so. There's something going around. Yeah. yeah. So get that immunity right. Oh, he yeah. got that Vegas bug. Oh, I well, forgot that's a different he was bug. in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, Brendan went to Vegas? He went to after Vegas. Us. Uh, yeah, the following week. Oh, yeah, yeah you were gone. Yeah. Yeah, after oh, us. Right, and yeah. there were bed bugs as well. Who is going to fill the Sabonis role? He only missed three games yeah. last season. Is he out for sure? I mean, whenever I see doubtful. Yeah. Right, like yeah. and and whenever Sabonis misses a game, they were one and one. We're not counting the last game because it was the Warriors. Yeah. It was second second to last game of the season, but they were one and one. Who's going to fill that role? De'Aaron Fox. How does that change what he does? And ultimately, there are no excuses. As this is a game that you need to have. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they've had too many of those that they let slip away, and yep. technically, you can have another. It's just why. Mm-hmm. I don't really think they can let this Probably. That, Especially those first when you five games yeah, are yeah. Crazy. Miami unless you, you make it up Denver. it's like why do that it's impl- yeah, Miami mean, yeah. Denver Clippers who you have not beaten before right. and you have the Spurs as yeah. well I asked this to Sean earlier if you got so let's paint a rosy picture for the Kings I'm not even saying where they finish who would you want them to play in the first round if they get there I think at this point like I if mean if they're going to be on the the wrong side of home court advantage mm-hmm. if they're going to be five down I, I'm picking OKC. It's okay. got to be OKC. Yeah. yeah, based on based on their lack of experience. No lack disrespect whatsoever. Yeah, but but and we Sabonis, want you. Sabonis is eating Chet Holmgren up for lunch. I think so too. Yeah. Gonzaga. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. no way. <laughs> I mean, Clippers is just scary. Minnesota, that's a lot of size to deal with. I, I know they beat Denver, Denver, but yeah. come on. No, no. You mean when you I'm get there. to the playoffs. You're giving me a choice. Yeah. I'm not going to choose the defending champs. And they're resting and play- and they still haven't played Denver complete once. Like they missed. True. You know, I thought the KCMP, second time. I thought Jamal the second Murray. time they did. No, um, Porter was out. Right. Okay. Um, okay. And someone and KCP. KCP and this was last time was times. KCP and yeah. Jamal. Uh, Jamal and Jamal. And the yeah. first time somebody was out. Jamal. Jamal. Oh, Jamal. Was out. So yeah. 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 Big big difference there. Uh, today, guys, is National. Hey, it's National California Day. Hey. That's right. NorCal. Wow. And there's a picture of Sacramento in that. Hey, we that? made it. That's right. San Francisco. You know, Hollywood sign or something like that. Nice. Good for us. What's your favorite thing about California? Favorite place in California? Uh, Besides Sacramento. Sacramento. The ocean. Newport Beach, probably. Or Manhattan yeah. Beach. The beach. Beach, beach, beach. Yosemite guy, for sure. You are? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, awesome. that weirdly tracks yeah. somehow. It's great. What is my favorite place? Hmm. No, that's a good one. He likes fall, so yeah. I would have said Yosemite, actually. For Bodega Bay. <laughs> Bodega Bay? Yeah. Bodega Bay. Mm-hmm. How about you? I would have guessed Monterey for you, Chris. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I would I would go Monterey. I love Santa Cruz, but I love Santa Cruz. I love San Diego. San Diego's amazing. And oh, I do so I think good. I think slow is very underrated yeah, because you can get there pretty easily. Yeah. It's a straight shot. You got golf, you got a mm-hmm. bunch of different things sure. going on. So great yeah. weather. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh National Chili Day. Chili, yay. The soup. Day. Is it a soup? Mm. As opposed to I would say it's more of a stew. Stew. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like a Soup, stews, and chili. Yeah, chili day. Uh, National cook a sweet potato day. But Not what eat. about but what about chili 
And I'm going full Dave here. Yeah. <laughs> when you talk chili, are you going chili with meat or without meat? With beans. Well, there's with meat, without meat. I know, is it Texas? Somebody on the text on it, correct me if I'm wrong. One of the states, they say no beans. It's just straight meat and uh, probably onions. Yeah. And I don't like that. I like okay. beans. And I don't like that. I like beans and meat in my chili. Yes. I'm with you on that. I'm Alan Styles. Uh, Vote for me. <laughs> and I approve this message. Uh, National Margarita Day. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, for sure. For a non-drinker, I do like margaritas. Yeah. I can't, you know, more than two max. More, yes, uh, exactly. More yeah, than two. It's just a job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just a job. <laughs> job. <at this> point. <laughs> All right, what's a job? Is you guys guessing these celebrity birthdays? Oh Brought to you by our friends at Crumble Cookies. Birthdays are meant to be spent with family and friends, and nothing. I mean, nothing brings family and friends thing. together better than Crumble Cookies. They probably have a chili cookie. One day they will. Um, for sure. Happy birthday, mm, gross, Drew. <laughs> Holiday. Eubanks. Carrie. Barrymore. Drew <laughs> ah. Barrymore. We were in the wrong uh, sex there. Drew Barrymore. How old is Drew Barrymore today? Uh, in a lot of Adam Sandler movies, so I'm going to try and actually guess Adam Sandler's age. She was N E T. Let me see if I can work the math. There you go. There you go. I, I know where it is. I just, I, don't, I know the range, I, I think. Uh, Chris, is, Chris has a pen and paper. I'll say he's doing that. Yeah, I'll say unfair. 47. Yeah, okay? that's we're all going to be in the range, but who's going to get it? I, I guess I got to go big 5-0. Ooh, big one. Chris? She is. Oh, I'm terrible at math. <laughs> Numbers didn't help you writing it down. Math is tough. She is 52. All right. 52, 50, 47. 47. Alan's the closest. 49. There Ooh, you go. Okay, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. See, Chris, you didn't know how old she was in ET, so it was still a guess. Yes. Yeah. Happy birthday. Great I'll just say the first name, see if you get the second. Rajon? <laughs> Blondo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Rajon Rondo. How old is Rondo today? Ooh, he actually King. just went down not too long ago for something. Yeah. Oh, got, yeah. His uh, possession, possession of marijuana oh, in yeah. Indiana? Yeah, Ooh. something like Didn't that. Didn't he just join that group, too? He uh, did, yeah. Up and Smoke Podcast yeah. group? Yeah. Yep. Okay. How old is he today? <laughs> Um, 44? No. Older? Younger. Uh, 30. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll say 37. 38. Uh, we have a correct answer. Christopher Lodd, 38. Oh, Chris, kick You rocks, helped him. He's dude. doing math again. <laughs> Happy birthday. Oh, I'm going to see where you get to here. Doctor? <laughs> Frankenstein. Uh, J. Bus. Dr. J. Julia Serving, the good doctor. <laughs> How old is Dr. J today? Oof. Uh, 69. Nice. 70. 68. Uh, Alan's closest, 74. <laughs> Happy birthday to Sandwiched. Khalil. Mack. Yes, Khalil Herbert, Mack. University of Buffalo. Is yeah, how old today. That's right. Uh, hmm, I think we're pretty close. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 30. 33. 32. Ooh. We have a correct answer. Chris Watkins, 33 for no, Khalil Mack. I literally said close to me and then you went three years. I'm going to give you this one in the last name. Happy birthday to blank Peyton. Alfred. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Yes. I don't Alfred know what happened Peyton. to him. I know. He cut his hair and everything. Yeah, was yeah. Yeah. Superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever they Lost were. The birds so he's got to be younger than you think. Yeah. I'm actually going to say. Do you know any other Alfreds? No. Yeah. Oh, but I like Turner. the name. I'm going to say 25. 25. Uh, 29. What? 27. 
closest is Chris Watkins. 30 today. What? 30 for Alfred. Yes, that hair it's been was a long while. time ago. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a long while. All right, that's it for, for me and for Chris, for Lod, but Styles and Watkins coming your way next right here on Sacktown Sports.